Hola, and welcome to the Beauteous Me podcast, a relatable and authentic space for all. Every week we hop on a roller coaster, share laughter and tears on topics we might be ashamed to discuss. We do this all while finding its inner beauty. My name is Jamelie Whitfield, and the journey begins now. Hey guys, and welcome back to Beauty as Me with Jamelie Whitfield. This is episode five. We've made it. We made it to episode five. Yes, yes, yes. So today, yes, today, we're going to talk about motherhood. Is not what's on a Hallmark card. No, it's not. This is for my mommies. Like, we need to have a segment for ourselves because motherhood is not what is all cracked up to be at all. At all. Mm-mm. Just saying. Okay? So, this topic, this topic, you heard me? Instead of saying topic, I said topic. <laughs> this topic is a little tough because this world is so critical of mothers very very (laughs) critical of mothers there is a high expectation of us on how we are supposed to parent how we're supposed to show up how we should be and it ain't cool it ain't cool It, it just really isn't people are like oh my god especially when you come out pregnant motherhood is so amazing you know i'm i'm guilty of writing that in the cards Welcome to motherhood. It's so amazing. Oh my God, I can't wait. We all write that. Everybody posted on social media. I love my kids. I love my child. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm guilty. We're all guilty. I love my son. I like, I'll kill somebody for my kid. Like, I really, I really, really, really would. I love my son. Like, I really, <laughs> he's my pride and joy. I love him. But let me tell you something. Motherhood is tough. Motherhood is so damn tough. And I get it. My mom had, it was five of us from my mother and my father, six in total. Because I have an older half-brother. But to me, you can't tell me he's my half-brother. He's my full brother. You know, me and you have a fight. That's how I am when it comes to my family. But it was a big family. And I always knew I wanted a kid. I don't think I wanted five, six kids. Not at all. Saw how big it was. Saw how chaotic. We had to share room, share stuff. I don't think so. But I wanted a family. I always wanted a family. So, you know, like around age, what, 12, 13, you know, Latino kids. I became a titi. The AKA is an auntie. To two nephews. Uh, One at 12. I was a titi first at 12. Then the second time at 13. Love my nephews till this day. They'll tell you I was like a second mom to them. Really was there. And in a Latino home, it's like, oh, you the tia? <laughs> tell me where my Saturdays was at. My Saturdays besides scrubbing walls with a brush, them long walls, old school railroad apartments. I think that's what they call, whatever. Long walls, scrubbing them walls. Was taking care of my nephews because... You know, that's what you had to do, right? Anyways, I guess that built me to be the mama that I am now. But I guess I was pretty good taking care of them kids. They'll tell you by now that I was an integral part of uh, their life. They'll tell you. My nephews, I love them. But let's fast forward. I became a mom at 21. Yes, 21. 
Some people are like, okay, you were an adult. No, 21 to me was just as almost, I won't say painful, but it was just as almost like being a teen mom. Like this was senior year of college. Yo, it's my senior year of college. I want to drink. I want to get stupid. This is my last year. Like I've always been great with my grades. Never messed up in college. Did amazing. But I want to like, I want to live like I'm legal to drink. Like I can roll up to a liquor store and I don't have to pay the guys from the block to go buy liquor for me. You see, but I'm out here. And at that time I was living hot girl summer at 21 because my birthday's in July. So I had turned 21 in the summer and drinking nutcrackers because yeah, young heads. Y'all living your best life with nutcrackers now. We had nutcrackers back. We invented nutcrackers in Washington Heights. Okay? We invented it. All right. So I was drinking nutcrackers in 161, and I, I thought I was living my best life. See, yay? Go nutcrackers. Ended up, fast forward, having a baby, coming out pregnant. So I had to grow up super fast. Like, I didn't even have time. Do you understand how I felt all my friends were out having fun, drinking, smoking, partying, and I'm out here pregnant, miserable, can't do, can't do nothing, you know, fine. Did my internships, worked, 3.9 GPA, president of the social work club, you know, had to do that, was still part of the Latin American Women's Society, all that good, good stuff, went to grad school, fine. But I remember the summer I had given birth and my friends were visiting me. I felt lonely, like angry. I was angry. I don't even know if I had an opportunity to tell my friends. I think I did tell some of them, but I was angry and I diverted some of my anger towards them, but I was really angry at myself. I was angry. They got to be adolescent, not adolescents, well, in their 20s, whatever, young adults. And I had to be a mother at 21, okay? Sometimes that happens with unexpected pregnancies. I'm just saying, let's put it out there. This is not the Hallmark card conversation. This is like the real deal conversation. When unexpected pregnancies happen, this wasn't no planned stuff. Things happen. You weren't prepared for it. You weren't. So, They didn't also tell me that there's this thing called postpartum. So, you know, like I told you, I was angry and I was sad. I was like, so hold up. I finished college. So my my best friend moves to Florida. Everybody out living their best life. Like everybody's like everybody's doing something. I'm fat and I got a baby and I'm in my parents' house. What the hell? I was depressed. My doctor sent me to a postpartum group. I will tell you something, though. There's different levels to postpartum depression. Very different levels. There's the level that I'm literally visualizing throwing my kid out the window. There's different levels of I'm depressed and I just, I'm depressed. But in my culture, (laughs) you're literally basically told to suck it up. This is part of parenting. So you see why a lot of old school women just sucked up a lot of stuff. And it kind of translated into manifesting itself in physical symptoms. For my mom, I really think it manifested itself into her migraines, which is where the disconnect happened. But that's getting deep. 
And I ain't trying to diagnose my mama, so I don't get hit with a chancleta later or something when I go visit her. So, just saying. But seriously, you know, with all these things going on, I was really determined to try to be a better mom. To try to prove myself, to prove to everyone, like, yeah, I had a child out of wedlock. I still graduated from college. I don't need nobody. I don't need no help. And that is the biggest mistake us moms make or even moms if I have any young moms listening that's the biggest mistake we ever made I had I attended like a co-worker's baby shower and you know what was my advice to her I said let me tell you something I'm not gonna tell you <laughs> any like welcome to motherhood oh my god it's awesome do me a favor the minute that you're tired pass that baby to somebody and go to sleep the minute you feel you need some freedom, pass that baby and go out and go get your nails done because you need a break. And that's just the truth. I did the total opposite. My mom tried to help me. My mom would pick the baby up from me and take him to her room in the middle of the night so that I could sleep. And you know what I did? I would go right back and pick him up because to me, I felt like I was 21. I needed to prove to her that I could take care of my kid. Well, I was 20. Turning 22 at that time, but that I could take care of the kid, especially because child, when I told them I was pregnant, Lord have mercy. Who almost caught a behind whooping, Lord? They called the Bible devotional, called the church to pray for me. It was, it was, it was bad. It was, it was real bad, folks. It was bad. So I had my own resentments about that. Like, yeah, I didn't want me to come out pregnant and for, almost force me to get married. So, anyways. That's, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, but I had my own baggage and I wanted to prove that I could be a better mom. I wanted to prove that yes, I'm young, but I can take care of my kid. So I didn't need you. And I'm wondering, not I'm wondering, but most of us moms do that because I've seen it. We want to prove to the world that we're super moms because the world has put that out there for us. Because we're not allowed as moms to be vulnerable. We're not allowed as moms to be like, yo, I can't do this no more. I can't. I just can't. I can't. You know, the Academy of Pediatrics, I've read that book. What to know from birth to age five. I thought I was cute. Everybody who was coming up pregnant, I'm like, oh my God, this is my gift to you. What to know from birth to age five. It's the greatest book. Yeah, it's the greatest book to teach you about your kid, but it don't teach you. In Parenting Magazine, not once, not ever, says sis. By the way, your baggage that you got in you is going to translate into how you are showing up as a parent. And get ready because whatever you dream or wish for, will base every decision for your child. So whatever you aspire that you wanted for yourself, you better put that to the side because your kid comes first. That's what I mean. So th this, there was no magazine, there was no journal, nothing. It didn't prepare us for the stressors. You know, yes, it told you, yeah, you're going to lose sleep, get the support for the sleep loss, and do this and do that. But it didn't tell you that from about toddlerhood to about four, it was like, Lord, is this really a thing? Is this a human being? 
Lord Christ, is this from you? Was this in the Bible, Jesus? Was this created? <laughs> it didn't say that middle schoolers were assholes. I said it. Yes, I'm going to put this as an explicit content for the podcast. It didn't say that. And for high schoolers, it didn't say that parents, you got to be compassionate because like they, lo- they lose some brain cells because they like, they special. Like, is you a dodo bird? Like, wh- what happened? Because cause I got to be more compassionate. Now that you're in high school, i be like, oh, bendito, like you really don't know any, like you really, you just, whoo, you just don't know no better. You just don't know. But these humans that come out of your hoo-ha or are cut out of your fuba and test our gangster on a daily basis. Whew. I'm just saying, it's not just the guy at the Starbucks. It's your human. Your human, either out of your hoo-ha or your fuba that was cut out, whichever one, they test you every day. Every day. The minute you wake up, you stressed, Okay. The minute you're walking out the door, you didn't even get to have your coffee. You didn't, you forgot to take your vitamins because you know what? You didn't take your vitamin. You didn't take care of yourself with that vitamin because you were packing lunch. You were packing a snack. Oh, mommy, mommy, I need this. Mommy, this. I mean, just saying. Okay. When we're at work, we're stressed because maybe we forgot to sign that permission slip. We forgot that it was picture day and we sent them to school with a hair tie, bow tie, something. Something, because we, we, we just couldn't. We just couldn't at that point. We're stressed. When we're at work and we're thinking of the stress, and then let you, oh, Lord, let you get an email from a teacher saying that your child acted a time fool in class or said something, did something, or forgot something. We're going to give a moment of silence for the time that child gets home because we know Something fin about to pop off. Just saying. That's stress, stress, and stress. I'm saying. So why? Why is this a stress? Because we make our kids a reflection of us. We think that if a teacher says something or a kid goes to someone's house, it's automatically a reflection of us. But is it? What will they say to us? We have baggage, guys. We got baggage galore. We project daily onto our kids. We make secret sacrifices daily. Our kids don't even know about that we then resent. Child, about to get emotional. When I became a single mom, I ended up moving to a different apartment because I just, I needed some new energy. Child, I was feeling about to be single. You know, I needed my little single pad. So, (laughs) even if it cost me a little bit more, I needed, I just needed good space. So, do you know that there was times that I, ooh, it was getting me emotional. But my son would have a full meal and I would, you know, stretch it for the week Spice, beans, meat, whatever, whatever it was, because he needed to have it for the for the week. And sometimes I go to bed with either cereal or tuna. Mm. Or I'd go to work with with some pants, una mancha, or una mancha means stain. <laughs> or y'all gonna learn some Spanish with me. Y'all, y'all just start writing it in a book. You'd be like mancha, 
pendeja. Let me stop. <laughs> but you know, you had a little, um, them, them chafing. You know how your thighs be chafing? I got big thighs. The child, the thighs be chafing. So, you know, they make like, after a while, they stretch a little. But anyways, at them time, that pant, that had some pants. Child, if that's what it was, that's what it was. But my son, he was looking tight and right. And that was important to me. That was important to me because I had to make those sacrifices. And sometimes I was angry. And what was I angry about? Was I angry about my circumstances? Was I angry at his father? Was I angry about sacrifices? There was a lot I could have been angry about. I was also in a different headspace at that time. But no one prepares us, not even our parents, for the things and the different phases we go through as moms, especially how as moms we move into, there's there are more and more single parenting going on. No one prepares us for that. So we have to do better with mom and this mom guilt we put upon ourselves and that's put out there on us. The, the stay-at-home moms versus the working moms. How stay-at-home moms make it seem like, oh, you work, I prefer to raise my kids at home because daycares and babysittings. Let me, let me, sis, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I have never been and I will never be the stay-at-home mom type. That's just not me. It's not in my nature. It's not who I am. And I'm not criticizing stay-at-home moms. If that's in your nature and that's who you are, God bless you. Happy mazel tov. You know what I'm saying? Some people... That's who they are. Praise to you. But I do know that I've seen some unhappy stay-at-home moms at my lunchtime when I'm buying lunch. And you looking like you having wine at like this. This look like it's your second cup of wine. You you carrying that babe? Who talk about white privilege at this time? But that's a whole nother conversation. Anyways, sis, you okay? You want me to drop you off at home? Anyways. Um but there's, there's different journeys for that. But we got to stop criticizing each other for it. Everyone is in a different journey and everyone makes different decisions. Some women make the sacrifice to save enough to say, I want to stay home with my kids. I want to be there every day at 3 o'clock when my kid gets home. Some of us don't feel that, that nurturance. Some of us are okay that, you know what, I'll take you out, I'll do this, I'll do this. Because that's how we were raised. That's, that's sufficient. That's enough for us. Some are different. And we cannot put each other down for it. We can, everyone is in a different journey, but everyone has a different baggage. We're all doing the best that we can with what we have. We love our kids to death and we will kill. We ride at that for them, but we need to take care of ourselves first. This whole be a martyr to your kids thing that society tries to put forward and the pressure of being super mom is unhealthy and unattainable. It really, really, really is. It really is. If you can't cook some home-cooked meals daily, but your kids are doing great in school, you know what? You're still a good mom. Let's find the beauty in this now. As moms, build a community. Find your community. Tell your friends your kid was an asshole today or that you almost caught a case. Go find a babysitter when you need a break and don't let anyone make you feel guilty for it. If you are unhappy and miserable, mommy, 
you're going to mess your kids up. And that's just the truth about it. You need to work on you. You need to fill your cup up. When you're not showing up the right way, your kids follow suit. Okay? Let me tell you, the worst thing, and if I got any social workers listening, social workers, we we like the worst parents because we, we start having like little therapists in training. And I see it because... <laughs> Half of my social work friends and social media, I see what their kids say, their kids respond to, and I'm just like, oh, we just messing our kids up. But it's okay. They're going to be like the bestest friends, though, to other people. So <laughs> when it's that time of month for me, TT Flow Flow comes, you know, I really do believe I have a, what's that called? Um, Whatever, that attitude thing for the week. I told you, sometimes I, I'm not the best with paraphrasing. And anyways... But like my mood, my my mood, my mood. You can tell when she coming. Like I'm just so. My son is like a happy person in the morning. He's just happy. I'm usually happy too. My staff and my job, they're like, why are you so like jolly? Like it'd be nine o'clock in the morning when I used to work in the Bronx. They used to be like, you 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 extra. You just extra for no reason at nine in the morning. It's just me. I'm just I'm a happy person. So one time my son said something, I was like, rrr, rrr, rrr. you know what this boy said? Little boy don't check me. Okay. I'm, t- I'm telling you, he don't, he don't check me. He's like, mom, you have to be happy with life and not come home grumpy. Whatever it is going on, you just have to, because I don't appreciate you coming home and talking to me like that. You're coming home with an attitude and making me feel bad. Oh. Oh, well, you know, then the other, you know, the other side of me would have been like, who, who, you, who, who you checking? Who you checking? I gave birth to you. But the other side of me is like, no, you're right. You're right. This is how I'm showing up. This is how I'm showing up. I'm glad he's a grown boy teenager, you know? But if I kept showing up like that, then what is he going to do with his kids? You know, they model our behaviors. If this is how I'm showing up, would it be okay if he did that to someone else? So don't be surprised. Sis, if you get some phone calls from the teacher about some child's behaviors, and some of that is what you're showing off at home. And don't you dare say, oh, I could do that and my kid can't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Your kids are always paying attention to what you're doing. Don't do that. Take care of you, whatever's making you feel that way. Make your own Hallmark card. Unzip your baggage. Start working and unloading that luggage. See what is weighing you down and love yourself a little bit more. Hug yourself. Just hug yourself. I'm literally hugging myself right now. I'm special. Because these kids... Ain't going nowhere. Girl, they're not going nowhere. Maybe to their daddy's house, to their grandmammy's house. But they're not going nowhere. They're coming right back to you, to your bed, to invade all your privacy. But you, you come first. You have to love you. And you're going to see that once you start loving you, child, your energy is going to soar. It's like you're going to get your groove back. Your energy is going to soar and your household, everything is going to start shifting for you. 
So build your own Hallmark card and don't pay attention to what anyone has to say. Motherhood can suck, but it's all good because build your community. Now we're all here for you. Sending you love and light. Beauteous Me Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for listening to the Beauteous Me Podcast. Please be sure to download new episodes every week. And send us your girl, what were you thinking or asking for friend stories to info at IamBeauteousMe.com. All entries remain anonymous. Also, don't, 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 don't forget to rate, review, and hit the subscribe button now.